You wake up, drive 30 minutes to work as an employee at your nine to five, which you hate, and all you can think about at work is providing for your family, starting your business, moving it forward, changing the world, and in the process, living the life of freedom and fulfillment you've always imagined. This podcast helps you transition from employee to entrepreneur. My name is Bradley G. Smith, and welcome to the Keymaker Nation podcast. What's up, Keymakers? Driving home today, and uh, just got done with work. And um, so today I had a couple things to share with you, and uh, I'm thinking specifically about yesterday. I wanted to finish up a thought from yesterday, even though I know yesterday was wrapped into two sort of episodes, even though it was in the same drive home. Um, but I wanted to finish that thought on mentorship and who is your mentor, whether it's online or in person. And um, of course, in person would be ideal, but if you don't have anybody you know, or um, you're not sure you can get somebody's ear um, in person, and uh, you're not sure if you can confirm somebody's success or not in person, um, or whether or not they're earning uh, the amount of money that you would hope that they'd be earning in order to be giving you that mentorship, um, advice, then, um, you know, then online makes a lot of sense, right? <clears throat> but I wanted to say if you, if specifically related to Russell Brunson, and I'm going to, like I said, I'm going to harp on this for a little while because Russell has been really good with all the information that I've gotten and, um, I'm still trying to act on it and I've been already, you know, going way faster than I ever could have by myself in trying to figure this out. So Russell has two books. They're both free plus shipping. If you haven't read them already, you need to. Um, he's got dot-com secrets. I think this book came out in 2015 and he's got expert secrets. This book came out in 2017 and yes, he's got a couple other books, but these are the two books that he basically hinges all of his funnel knowledge on. He calls expert secrets the art of funnel building and he calls dot-com secrets secrets the science of funnel building and if you haven't gotten expert secrets uh, then you need to st or if you haven't gotten either one you need to start with expert secrets and once you sort of understand at a high level what to do then the dot-com secrets the science helps you uh, enact it on a on a uh, micro level right experts kind of macro expert secrets is kind of macro dot-com secrets is kind of micro and um, <clears throat> So, um, the reason why I wanted to mention this was because um, Russell Brunson talked about how dot-com secrets was like a $25,000 coaching session with him. Russell Brunson charges $250,000 plus 10% of the lifetime value of a funnel if he builds it for you. Um, he also will come to your office and train your uh, personnel for a day, but it's like, I think it's like $25,000 or something like that. It's on the homepage of his website. You can scroll to the bottom and look at all of his fees. But he says dot-com secrets is like a $25,000 uh, coaching session with him, right? But the, the other uh, piece to this is like, well, if that's a $25,000 coaching session, then what is expert secrets, which is, which is uh, sort of the art of funnel building. And then even beyond that, what is the last six years of all his podcasts? What is that worth to you? So dot-com secrets and expert secrets both can be read in a matter of about uh, three or four hours, depending on your how fast you can read, maybe a little longer if you read a little bit slower. Um, but 
three to four hours compared to six years of somebody talking in your ear um, that you can listen to in a matter of a few weeks slash a few months then like I mean what is that worth to you I mean that's like invaluable and I, I know I'm not saying anything out of the ordinary or anything that's not obvious or, or um, uh, but I mean like get somebody who can mentor you who you know who has uh, the ability and the skill set and um, who has the piles of cash follow the piles of cash and um, let them mentor you so that's uh, number one that's sort of what I wanted uh, one thing I wanted to cover today the other thing I wanted to cover is um, I didn't get a lot of chance to listen to podcasts today and usually I do um, we've uh, recently uh, related to work is uh, something has recently occurred which is just sort of a reorg and um, that's not me complaining or anything just sort of uh, the nature of it and so I've sort of had to um, shuffle around and become familiar with a, a few more things and I'm sort of still doing that but it made me start thinking about how work affects you as an entrepreneur and um, how something in work or real life can really take away from you as an entrepreneur and how you sort of have to push through that anyways and uh, specifically one question that I had to have answered when I sort of uh, embarked on started embarking on this journey within the last six months of trying to figure out like how am I gonna do this and how am I gonna earn extra income for me and my family. You know, I've got a one-year-old, uh, that's our third, and um, I've got a three and a five-year-old as well. And so I've just been thinking like I need to earn more income, I need a side hustle, and I need a basically a business, right? I would like for this to be my full-time income, right? So um, I just sort of started uh, thinking in that process how can I do this without, um, you know, without uh, alerting my company or my friends or family and um, making them, uh, you know, one of the big uh, objections you might have as an employee. I, this podcast is about going from employee to entrepreneur, right? And starting a business and uh, running a business. And so uh, I wanted to sort of help overcome that objection with you right now, right? Um, the worry is that work's gonna find out about what I'm trying to work on and they're gonna get upset with me and they're either gonna let me go, you know, worst case scenario, they're gonna let me go or they're gonna reprimand me or we're gonna have a you know tough conversation. Um, but that's not necessarily true, guys, right? Uh, the, the company I work for now, they um, are totally fine with you uh, being part of another business. And um, I would I would venture to say that um, a lot of companies are like that. And if for some reason the company that you're working for is not like that, you're, you sign some sort of non-compete or some sort of agreement that prevents you from sort of doing the same thing that you're doing now um, out in uh, you know your own business, then that's fine right because you can figure out other ways there there's two things there one one is you can figure out other areas of expertise that you could um be in become an expert in and um, they could be related in some way to what you're currently working on or they could be be completely different um and then the second thing is um you can you can start a business and uh you know this sort of goes along with is my is my business is the company I work for right now, are they gonna find out I'm, I'm starting my own business or um, 
will my friends who I think, you know, like you, you get all these like um, scenarios in your head and, and a lot of it's uh, worry, uh, worry about being judged by your friends or your family. And, uh, you know, the question would be, are they going to find out that I'm starting this business and can I get clients without having to tell them? And the answer is yes, you can start a business if you want, um, and, and carefully, not under the radar, not anything that's like, um, you know, not above board, you could start a business online without your uh, company knowing that you're starting a business. You can start a business online without your family or friends knowing that you're starting a business. You don't have to come, you know, one of the things a lot of people worry about is, you know, am I gonna annoy them? Are they gonna judge me? And guys, I mean, with with the um, with with the way organic search works and um, how you can uh, do SEO for your own website and or how you can do paid search or paid ads for your own website, literally almost no one ever has to know um, that that you that um, like your business or your friends or family has to know that you're starting a business. You can do it all so that you're, um, you know, reaching people via organic search and that you're reaching people via paid ads, right? Um, you can do that on social media. You can reach people via paid ads on social media. You can set businesses up. You, you can set a business entity up on social media, whatever platform you're on, Instagram, Snapchat, Facebook, um, and Twitter. And you can set up a business uh, that, you know, basically um, would be sort of a, a proxy between you and any of those people that you're worried about, like the current company you work for, or um, the um, or your friends or your family who you think might judge you, or or sort of um, you'd be nervous to tell that you're starting starting a job, right? And the nice thing about paid ads is a lot of a lot of your ads you can do uh, location based. Um, advertising and so when you're with location-based advertising you can exclude all of the locations of uh, where you work and where you live so you don't have to worry about anything like uh, will somebody ever find out that I've got a business started and uh, will I get in trouble or will I get judged for that right um, and now I'm not saying do something sneaky and you know try to do something that violates a non-compete or anything like that but um, so I wanted to mention that uh, over help. I wanted to throw that out there. I'm, I'm home now, so I'm sitting in my car. Um, I wanted to throw that out there so you could overcome that objection for yourself. You don't have to worry about your company or your friends or your family, uh, besides maybe a spouse um, or somebody that you wanted to know that you're starting, you know, your business. Um, they don't have to know that you're starting one. You can reach clients globally, and if not globally, there's 320 plus million people in the U.S. over 18 that um, are a potential client for your business. Now, of course, your business is is probably, I'm sure, is uh, niched down way more than that. There's probably a good anywhere from uh, five to a hundred thousand people that you could reach in your business uh, that are completely outside of the reach of your company and your fr family and friends. So just get past that. It's time to move on. Um, and then the other piece is expertise. Let's say, let's say you have signed a non-compete or some sort of agreement that prevents you from using your expertise from your business 
in uh, or from your company in your own business well um then it's time to find another area of expertise right um i heard somebody say the other day that a lot of people are worried about um you know penny pinching and um, making sure they're only spending uh you know they're spending less here and spending less there and they're making sure that they're you know everything's allocated and that's all good and fine but uh, like a lot of times people just need an extra source of income right they need um or a higher source of income and so um so along with that comes um sometimes the uh, the necessity to learn a new skill that is a higher income skill or another skill that is also a high income skill maybe you're, you're using a high income skill in your current company so um and and then you know there's one piece of that there so there's one piece of that it was like well if i can't use my current expertise then doesn't it take 10,000 hours to become an expert in something and the answer the simple answer to that is no it doesn't take 10,000 hours to become an expert in something in spite of what you've been taught in business in spite of what you've been taught in school you literally only have to know more than the the people that you're teaching right that's it you literally have to only know more than the people that you're teaching i'm thinking of um the uh, catch me if you can guy Frank Abagnale where um, I think it was the story was that he was teaching physics and when he was finally caught in terms of uh, running and, and dodging for uh, bad check writing they asked him how were you able to teach uh, like a whole semester I think it was a whole the story was that he taught in college a whole semester of physics to a class of college students and they said how how were you able to do that uh, without um, you know, anybody realizing that you were, uh, you know, you weren't a, an actual teacher. And he said, it was easy. All I had to do was read a chapter ahead. And, um, and then I was ahead of everybody and I was able to answer questions and, and, and do anything along that line. So I, I want you to realize like there's, um, you, you don't need to spend 10,000 hours, which I can't remember what that actually equates to, maybe like 10 years or something of your life to become an expert in something. You literally just have to know more than the next person. And then I'll, I'll leave, uh, I'll back that up with one more supporting argument. I would say um, there's a concept called cognitive loading, right? And so uh, if you're trying to become like a real expert in something, maybe you have something sort of memorized deep and it's deep within inside you and you know, anybody asks you any question, you can answer anything. But when you're first starting out trying to learn this stuff, it doesn't help to necessarily have this stuff memorized word for word. I think it was Einstein who made the uh, argument that um, if you can uh, reference something, why would you ever memorize it, right? So with the internet, you don't ever have to memorize anything. You can always reference it. You can say, oh yeah, let me hold on. Let me look up that one thing real quick. Or if, if it's for a client, you say, okay, uh, I'm not exactly sure. I sort of know where to look for that, <coughs> but I'll get right back to you on that. And you go do the research and you figure it out and you come up with a good answer. Um, but the, the, also the cognitive loading, um, with lists and stuff like that when we're trying to learn something new we sort of start trying to memorize things and put lists together in our head of like this comes first and this comes next and then this comes next and then you follow either a series of steps or a series of bullet points in your head and um sort of when you're trying to teach someone um when, you, when you're sort of learning how to become an expert in something you're trying to teach someone you don't have to memorize it you just literally you hear it, you learn it uh, quickly, and then you share it immediately. And then you sort of uh, have that captured 
on social media or wherever you're sharing it, whether it's Facebook or YouTube or Instagram or your website, um, wherever that is. So I'm, so I'm just saying that, um, okay. So just to recap, we talked about the importance of mentorship. I, I continued my thoughts from yesterday. And then we also talked about, um, the object overcoming the objection of uh the fear of is my uh, employer going to find out I'm starting my own business or is my family or friends who I don't want to find out is starting a business are are they going to find out can I start a business without having to worry about fear of judgment or anything like that and the answer to that is yes you can and if you need to rewind and reference that material also um when it comes to being an expert, you don't have to uh, have 10,000 hours of expertise in order to be able to help somebody learn something. You literally can learn something and then go share it with somebody and uh, they will get the same amount of value as if you were an, uh, you know, a, a 10,000 hours expert. Um, instead, you've just gone and done the research. You found out something cool. You've shared it on whatever platform you're trying to share it on, and they're going to get the same value out of it. Uh, if you're doing organic search, uh, search engines will pick it up. Organic search, and usually that by by that I mean you're doing some sort of blogging or media strategy um, in your industry. Um, and then if you're if you're on some sort of uh, if you're doing paid ads or you're on YouTube or social media. <coughs> That whoever picks up that content is going to get the same amount of value out of it as if you were a 10,000 hours expert instead of an expert who's able to go look things up um, and help people find the answers to their questions. So, so that's all I have for today, guys. I know it was a little bit longer than normal, um, but I've got some fun things coming up. I know by the time you guys hear this, it'll probably have an intro and um, everything will be all good for you guys, but I've been working a lot on the intro to this podcast, and I know it's literally only a 30-second intro, but uh, it's taken me a while to get the music and uh, the clips together, and I'm still trying to finish up the clips, and um, so yeah, I'm really excited about that. So, all right, guys, I will catch you in the next episode. Hey, guys, don't forget to join me in the Keymaker Nation private Facebook group. If you're listening to the podcast via iTunes, please rate and review. And if you're listening via YouTube, don't forget to thumbs up and subscribe. And as always, thanks for listening.